Welcome back to The Truth. It has been a while since I've last recorded a podcast here on The Truth, but I'm excited to be back. Um, it's also the first podcast I've recorded since my series, 32 Teams in 32 Days. I hope you guys did enjoy that. You all know the reason why I'm bringing you guys another podcast. It's because week one of the NFL starts tomorrow. Well, actually, it started on Thursday. Uh, more to that in a minute. Um, but anyways, guys, we're here, you know, fantasy season's here, NFL season's here, you know, Ben and I, when we were doing our podcast, we were up in the air, you know, back and forth, you know, whether or not we had an NFL season this year, it looks like we are going to, as of now, it may be a similar situation with like the MLB, for example, um, you'll probably see, I'm sure you'll see some COVID tests positive, uh, throughout the NFL season. I don't really think that you're not going to see a single, like, single person like every single you basically you're gonna see tests is what i'm gonna say you're gonna see positive is what i'm gonna say i think it's pretty much impossible because you know the nba was in a bubble they've had no tests the mlb is doing the exact same thing that the nfl is where from traveling city to city and you know they've had multiple tests so we'll see what ends up happening but for now we got a football season i'm super excited about that you know college football um kicked off pretty much this uh this week sadly my iowa hawkeyes aren't playing right now um, they were one of the three teams in the Big Ten that voted to play. Everyone else uh, just w- uh, wimped out and decided not to play, probably because they were scared. Um, but you never know. Anyways, guys, football's back. Sorry about not getting Thursday's game. Um, I honestly was not really thinking about doing, um, like thinking in my head about doing the Week 1 Fantasy Football Podcast, just because normally when I do these Fantasy Football Podcasts like I did last year, um, it's usually we started, at, I think we started Week 2, after the first week of you know fantasy but i realized like today i was like wait i didn't even do one for this week but you know the texans and chiefs played there's really not much to talk about there you obviously know the key players are sean watson patrick mahomes tyreek hill travis kelsey all these guys i did want to talk about edwards hilaire i ended up not doing doing that but i'm i'm guaranteeing you i'll talk about him sometime in these fantasy football podcasts so like i said i'm sorry about not getting thursday's game i'm going to try to get these podcasts out on tuesday um, every week. It might be um, tough to do just because I do. Um, now I'm, I'm back in school and I also have a lot of baseball, especially this week. I'm in a man and online franchise. You know, I got a lot to do, but I'm going to try to fit it in. Uh, but hopefully you'll see it Tuesday. If you don't, I'll probably, if you don't see it Tuesday, um, maybe Wednesday. Um, if you don't see it Wednesday, obviously I missed the Thursday game. I'll try to get it out before Sunday because that's when the majority of the games are, as you guys know. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I think we can hop right into it. What I'm going to be talking about here today, I'm going to go over um, one breaking news from the NFL, two good matchups this week, player-wise, two bad matchups uh, this week, one sleeper I have this week, one bust, actually it's two sleepers, two busts, two must-starts, and then I'm going to predict the best player each position this week. And then just for fun at the end, I have a couple NFL picks, I have a lock and an upset if you see on the Fox NFL Sundays when those guys do it. Without further ado, let's hop right into it. So the breaking news I have for today, Dalvin Cook signs a five-year, $63 million contract extension with $28 million guaranteed to continue on his career with the Minnesota Vikings. As a Vikings fan, I love to see it, especially this year. You know, the Vikings are really going to try to establish the run game first and foremost. With Stefanski as offensive coordinator last year, I think they did a relatively good job. My opinion from being um, from watching the Vikings, especially uh, with Kirk Cousins' two seasons here 
with the Vikings. I think the Vikings are better and Kirk Cousins is better when they establish the run game and get that going and then have uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, roll out on the play action or bootlegs, things of that nature. Um, So I definitely like the direction they're going with that. I believe they have Mike Shanahan. I don't know who it is. I can't remember off the top of my head. For some reason, whenever I talk with people about this, I cannot think of the guy's name. But somebody from the Denver Broncos we have now as our offense coordinator, as Stefanski, obviously, is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. You know, the main uh, concern um, for Cook is his injuries. You know, he struggled in the very early of his career. You know, very still relatively young. First couple years, struggled with injuries. Last year, I think he was almost healthy the whole year. If not, um, I'm pretty sure he was healthy the whole year. If not, maybe he missed a game or two. But if he stays healthy, I think he's one of the best backs in the league. I believe he was a top three, maybe even top two running back in the league. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, number one last year um, in the running back's uh, point of view. But Delvin Cook, I love this. I uh, love this extension right here. There was some questions whether or not he was going to hold out. Um, obviously, ended up not holding out. I'm excited to see. That is my breaking news of the podcast. Moving along here, I'm going to go with two good matchups this week um, that I have for any uh, player. So the first good matchup I have is Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, home against the New York Jets. You know, the Buffalo Bills, I think, are going to not necessarily get slept on this year, but they're definitely going to make some waves, and they're definitely going to surprise a lot of people. Now with Tom Brady not leading the Patriots this year in the AFC East, you know, the AFC East, I feel, is up for grabs. You know, I felt like it was actually up for grabs, and it was for the most part last year with the Bills and Patriots. But this year, the Bills finally have a chance to win the AFC East um, and, um, you know, continue on this year. I think the Bills, you know, I think, honestly, are going to win the division. I think Cam Newton is going to bring the Patriots to the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to win. I think the Bills are too good. But the matchup this week, the reason why I put Josh Allen home for the Jets, the Jets have an awful defense. I think they have an awful team in general. You know, you can't forget that the Jets did get rid of Jamal Adams over to Seattle. So that was probably their best player. He's one of the best players defensively uh, in the league. Got rid of him. Now I feel like they're kind of like they're kind of like out of it. You know, I don't really think they're going for a Super Bowl at this point. You know, maybe trying to rebuild, trying to build around Sam Darnold. I just don't think it's going to work. I think Josh Allen this year is going to be much better, especially ha- that saying that he has a couple, um, a new receiver at least, the third in Stephon Diggs. So I really like this matchup there for the Jets. Obviously, I think Josh Allen's a must-start. If you have him on your bench, I think you're crazy. But especially this week, playing home against the New York Jets. The second good matchup I have this week is T.Y. Hilton against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, he is on the road, but the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, um, just totally falling apart, you know, getting rid of other players. Remember when, you know, the Jaguars had Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette, Calais Campbell. They don't have a single one of those players. So Jacksonville, similarly to the New York Jets defense, I don't think is good at all. The reason why I put T.Y. Hilton um, instead of another receiver or another player is the fact that, you know, Phillip Rivers playing in his first game with the Indianapolis Colts definitely, I think, is going to be a little bit nervous in a way, um, playing with a new team after spending the majority, I think maybe all of his career at the Chargers. You know, playing with a new team, he's going to look for a veteran receiver off the gates, you know, kind of to know that he'll feel comfortable in being able to throw to a veteran like T.Y. Hilton, especially since T.Y. Hilton's been with the team for a while now. Um, you know, he has that experience with the offense, Frank Reich's offense, so I definitely think Phil Rivers is going to target him a lot. You could see upwards of 8 to 10 receptions, in my opinion, from T.Y. Hilton. I think you'll see the end zone at least once, uh, maybe even twice. So I definitely like this matchup here. 
um, for T.Y. Hilton uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Moving on to two bad matchups I have this week. Um, it's any player, by the way. I just, you know, pick some players. The first bad matchup I have is Aaron Rodgers playing at the Minnesota Vikings. Now, we all know Aaron Rodgers, one of those quarterbacks that seems to be able to just do whatever he wants. You know, he, he makes wild throws. He makes Hail Mary throws at the end of the games. Aaron Rodgers, definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Reason why I put him as a bad matchup this week, um, not just because, you know, he's playing against my Vikings. I think the Vikings have a really talented defense. Now, we all know the Vikings had, you know, phenomenal defense a couple years ago. And, you know, I think, in my opinion, it's, it could be a top five, top seven defense in the league. Playing at the, uh, U, uh, no, I think it's USC, US, US Bank Stadium. I don't even know how I can't even remember my own team stadium. Um, but playing at the Vikings, you know, the Vikings are really good at home. Now, this year, obviously, there's no fans, so we'll see how that plays. But I think the Vikings defense is going to be too much for Aaron Rodgers. Statistically, in the past, Aaron Rodgers has not done that well at the that the Vikings. So, you know, week one, um, a lot of, you know, mistakes early on in the year by every team. I think it's just going to be, you know, kind of a downhill effect for Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, and probably I like him as a QB1 in most of the other weeks. I'm just not so sure about this week, especially opening up at Minnesota. It's not like he's playing at home. He's playing at Minnesota. The second one I have is Baker Mayfield at the Baltimore Ravens. Now, we all know Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick. He's definitely got to live up to his hype. Ravens defense, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, last year, I think, was you know one of the main reasons why, obviously, with Lamar Jackson, uh, they made the playoffs last year. But I think their defense might get a little bit overlooked this year. Um, I don't know necessarily why that's the case, but... When I'm looking at fantasy drafts, I have four fantasy leagues this year. You know, yeah, I know Wentworth four. Normally, I don't do that, but I had a lot of people that wanted me to play. Um, I guess I mean it makes sense. You want competition? You definitely call the guy who has his podcast. Um, but you know the Ravens defense. Um, it was kind of like slept on in a way. A lot of teams were going kind of shying away from that, but I'm not really sure why. I still think their defense is phenomenal. It's at Baltimore too which I think, you know, will affect Baker Mayfield. Like I mentioned also with Aaron Rodgers, you know, players, especially in the first couple of weeks, a lot of mistakes, you know, they're not necessarily in, you know, mid-season form, especially this year, saying that there wasn't any preseason. So, you know, they haven't really had that much experience against other teams besides, you know, scrimmages against themselves. Um, so Baker Mayfield, I think, is definitely going to struggle uh, against Baltimore this week. Going on to my two sleepers I have this week. The first sleeper I have is Josh Jacobs at the Carolina Panthers. Now, Josh Jacobs, I believe, um, should be an RB1, RB2. But, you know, a lot of player or people, fantasy owners, I should say, might be a little skeptical about Josh Jacobs. I had him last year as a rookie, played phenomenally for me. Josh Jacobs not only can run the ball, but is a great pass catcher as well. Derek Carr and even Marcus Mariota, whoever the quarterback ends up being this year, is definitely going to look to Josh Jacobs in the passing game. The Carolina defense is not really that good, especially uh, defensively, uh, run defensively. Last year, a lot of running backs that you know went up against the Carolina defense definitely did like pretty good. So I think Josh Jacobs this week, I, he might be a sleeper in some eyes. I don't think a lot of people are going to focus on him. You know, they're going to focus on the McCaffreys, the Cooks, the Zeeks. But Josh Jacobs, uh, I think, will finish this week in the top three or four uh, with running back fantasy points. So don't sleep on Josh Jacobs this year, especially this week, playing at Carolina. 
The second sleeper I have, I would say maybe is more of a sleeper. It's DK Metcalf at the Atlanta Falcons. Similarly to the Panthers, I believe that the Falcons don't have that great of a defense. DK Metcalf, I'd say, is probably the number two, maybe number three wide receiver over there at Seattle, obviously behind Tyler Lockett. But, you know, his size and strength is phenomenal. This guy is an absolute machine. When he gets the ball, you know, he can do a lot of damage. Wilson likes to look to him, especially in the red zone, which is why, you know, fantasy, you know, that's kind of a big thing looking to receivers, especially um, in the red zone because you can get six points, obviously, for a touchdown. So I think with Wilson, you know, being the quarterback that he is, obviously Seattle is going to try to establish the running game. Um, you know, I do have Chris Carson. Um, this, Pete Carroll said he's going to split time with Carlos Hyde, so we'll see what ends up happening there. But Wilson definitely is going to throw the ball. My opinion, he's just going to look to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. You know, whoever, you never know. You know, Tyler Lockett had another great year last year. Maybe teams will try to double-team Tyler Lockett, and that gives DK Metcalf an opportunity, you know, to be successful. Um, I, I think especially this week, week one, I expect him to have a monstrous week. You know, I'd put him at your R, uh, wide receiver two, definitely flex. Um, we'll see what ends up happening with DK Metcalf this year. I believe entering his second season, it might be his third. I'm not too sure about that. DK Metcalf, my second sleeper this week. Moving along here to two busts I have this week. The first one I have is Le'Veon Bell at the Buffalo Bills. We all know Le'Veon Bell. Very interesting story. Probably was, I would say, the first, you know, main key player to kind of hold out due to contract talks. And then, you know, a lot of people followed. But Le'Veon Bell, I don't really think has been addressing that well with his new team, the New York Jets. You know, they got him in that extent or contract. And, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting him to produce results early. It's not necessarily that he's a bad running back. Talent-wise, he's a great running back. But, once again, like I mentioned in a lot of my 32 teams in 32 days, Le'Veon Bell, or I should say the New York Jets, don't have that great of an offensive line. They did draft Mekhi Becton, I believe, out of Louisville. I might be wrong about that. Uh, to try to help, you know, great run blocker. But um, that's not going to solve their issues. There's five linemen. The Bills' defense is also insane so they're gonna blow things up in the backfield you know in fantasy drafts this year i tried to shy away from Le'Veon bell obviously talent wise is there but i just don't think the jets offense is good enough or offensive line i should say is good enough to kind of pave the way for Le'Veon bell um to have the success that you should have at a fantasy level all four leagues i've been looking at um, just I always go through, you know, matchups with the other fantasy owners. Everyone has Le'Veon Bell as a running back one, running back two. You know, if you have a couple other running backs, maybe you play him this week, especially since they're going against the Bills defense. You know, we'll see. I just don't think this week, especially Le'Veon Bell is running back one or running back two, maybe low end running back two. I would say if you're going to put Le'Veon Bell in, you might as well put him at a flex. I just don't like the matchup and I don't like the Jets offensive line. You know, the second bust I have this week is going to be a little bit of a shock. Uh, I made it to myself. You know, I put Adam Thielen versus the Green Bay Packers. Adam Thielen, I would say, broke onto the scene probably two years ago. Last year, you know, he dealt with some injuries, missed some time there. You would think, um, at least I would think as a Vikings fan, that Adam Thielen, you know, now that Stephon Diggs is gone, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to look to him more. Adam Thielen's a tremendous wide receiver. The issue last year was Adam Thielen, uh, you know, got double teamed a lot you know, put their best corners on Adam Thielen. And, you know, I, you know, I don't think the same, th I think the same thing's going to happen this year. You know, I think teams are going to double team Adam Thielen. 
Um, Packers defense, again, is pretty solid. You know, and honestly, a lot of, I would say for sure three of the four teams, the NFC North, have a good defense. So, you know, playing against a good defense, I think it's just going to be a little hard for Thielen. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to throw him a lot, especially I think, you know, this first game, the Vikings are going to really focus on that run game. So we'll see what ends up happening. I put him as a bust. Hopefully he doesn't, or he isn't a bust, so my Vikings can beat the Packers. Uh, but those are my two busts. Moving on to my two must-starts this week. The first must-start I have is James Conner at the Giants. Now, James Conner, honestly, the lead man for that Pittsburgh running game, in my opinion. Big Ben, you know, playing his first game back after missing pretty much all of last year with a shoulder injury. Reason why I put uh, James Conner here, I believe most fantasy owners would start James Conner. But think about it this way. You know, Big Ben's coming back just from a, a, a big shoulder injury. You know, obviously it's big in the fact that it hurts, you know, his throwing. He has to kind of like regenerate his throws in a way, like kind of rebrain in a way. Just, you know, get the throws going. Big Ben has openly said that he's going to be nervous, extremely nervous, like shaking for his first game back. So the Steelers are going to try to bring as much pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger as possible. And in doing so, you know, that frees up the run game. You know, James Conner getting the tote. I could see him getting upwards of 25, 27 maybe carries this game. And I could see him catching a couple balls from Big Ben as well. You know, Big Ben, if he gets under pressure, you know, or even feels nervous, just dump it off to James Conner. PPR League, that's a point right there. I think James Conner could have a monstrous week. I think he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, especially this season. So first must start there. And he's playing the Giants, who don't really have that great of a defense. Uh, so that's my first must start. My second, Allen Robinson against the Lions. Similarly, I think, you know, the Lions, I think, don't have that great of a defense. They definitely boosted it this year. You know, they had their number three overall pick, Jeffrey Okuda, now on that team. But Allen Robinson, I think that definitely the number one wide receiver for Chicago Bears Obviously, talent-wise, he's there. The issue I think that Allen Robinson may face this year is his quarterbacks. I don't necessarily think he has the best quarterbacks. He has Mitch Trubisky, who's been struggling, and Nick Foles, who obviously you know won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, but I don't really think has done much since. So I think he's going to get a lot of targets this uh, game. I think he can get probably 10, maybe even 12 targets this game. I could see him getting about 100 yards and a touchdown or two. So I think he's going to have a monstrous week. Again, I think fantasy owners, you know, really, you know, are going to start him. But, you know, maybe looking at, you know, the other players they have, they might decide to change. So that's why I put, you know, those two must-starts there. I kind of wanted to briefly explain why I think you should start them. Uh, so those are my two must-starts this week. Now I'm going to predict uh, who I think is going to do the best at each uh, position. Um, well, just quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end for fantasy concerns. The first one I have, quarterback Russell Wilson, you know, playing against the Falcons. I mentioned um, I think he's going to target, you know, Lockett as well as DK Metcalf a lot. And as well as, you know, his running backs, Carlos Hyde, Chris Carson. Um, I definitely think he's going to throw the ball a decent amount. I think he's going to rack up the yards. I can definitely see either of the Seattle wide receivers getting a couple, one or two maybe big touchdowns. And I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson uses his legs to, you know, run in a touchdown or two. So I put uh, Russell Wilson there as I think going to be the best performer as a, uh, the QB standpoint. Um, but we'll see. You know, it's going against the Falcons. We'll see. I feel like every year since the Super Bowl, the Falcons have just gotten worse and worse. Um, we'll see if they can change things up this year. 
My running back, I put Christian McCaffrey. I'm not going to put Christian McCaffrey every week. I just feel this week, you know, playing the Raiders, I think Teddy Bridgewater, again, similarly hasn't really started um, many NFL games. He did start with the Seattle Seattle Saints, New Orleans Saints last year when Drew Brees was injured. Um, But, you know, obviously didn't start at the end of the year. So I think, you know, they're really going to try to rely on McCaffrey. McCaffrey, obviously the best fantasy player, I think will be the same thing this year. Not only will he'll be able to run the ball, but he'll also catch the ball. I think, you know, the Panthers have really noticed that he's a tremendous, you know, pass catch and runner in the league, probably the best running back in the league. So they're going to get him involved. I think he's going to rack up the points. I could see him getting two to three, maybe even touchdowns. Uh, So Christian McCaffrey running back there. Wide receiver, I have Cooper Cup versus Dallas. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup here on Sunday night. Rams, I feel with uh, both Rams and Cowboys with kind of an explosive offense, not so great defense. Now, defensively for the Rams, actually, I think they're relatively good. I just don't think they're going to do good. You know, they have two of the best players in Aaron Donald, probably the best defensive player in Jalen Ramsey. Um, but I just don't feel like, you know, especially Dallas being the high-powered offense they are, I think it's going to be one of those shootout games. You may be 38, 35, uh, something like that. Uh, but Cooper Cup, I think Jared Goff's going to look to him. I think Cooper Cup was probably a top-five wide receiver last year. Um, playing against that Dallas defense, like I said, I think he's going to get a lot of targets. I could see him getting 12 to 14. I could see him getting some big, big catch targets as well, you know, maybe a 50-yard gain here or there and a couple touchdowns. Uh, so Cooper Cup, my wide receiver, and my tight end, I got Hunter Henry playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Bengals, new year this year, you know, seeing Joe Burrow play for the first time is going to be very interesting. Um, you know, and a lot of the options that now they have, A.J. Green's back. Um, they have a lot of wide receivers. Defensively, I still feel that they're going to be struggling. So I think, you know, Hunter Henry, you know, the only issue, the concern, I should say, not issue, concern I have with Hunter Henry is the fact that I don't really think he has, obviously, a good quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is going to be starting. Um, Justin Herbert may get some playing time there. I just don't think those are big, big, uh, good enough quarterbacks to throw to a talented receiver like Henry. As long as Henry stays healthy, I think he'll have a relatively good year. But this week, I think Tyrod Taylor is going to look to him um, a lot, especially towards you know goal line or third and short. You know They're going to hand the ball off to Eckler. Maybe you'll see Hunter Henry get a touchdown or two, you know, inside the five-yard line, just a little play action or something like that. Uh, so I'm going with a little wild card there with Hunter Henry. Um, I wanted to kind of shy away from, you know, the main tight ends like Travis Kelsey, obviously. Couldn't really do him um, because the game already happened. But I wanted to kind of go with a little wild card there. Hunter Henry definitely has the capabilities to be the number one tight end in fantasy this week. That is it for the fantasy part. I'm just going to go over two NFL picks I have for this upcoming week. I'm going to go over a lock pick and an upset pick I have. So the first lock I have is Bills beating the Jets at home. I've talked a lot about this game. Jets don't have a great defense. Bills have great offense and defense. I think it's going to be could potentially be a blowout. I, I really do. I think the Bills are going to be a good team this year. I believe I projected them with like an 11-5 and record or 12-4 and Something like that. I'm excited to see what the Bills are going to do this year. Upset, I have the Browns beating the Ravens. You know, the Ravens, I think, may be a little confident. You know, you got the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Um, I think the Browns are going to go over to Ravens and upset them. It's going to be one of those low-scoring games, I feel. I think Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, for that matter, are going to you know throw the ball away. I, each, I have them each having a couple interceptions. 
Uh, so I, I could see it being like a 17-14 game, really focused on the run, you know, good running backs on both sides. Mark Ingram, um, J.K. Dobbins, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I think it's going to be one of those games. Um, so, yeah, those are my uh, no picks. That's also uh, my fantasy analysis for week one. You know, this is how it's going to be for, you know, the fantasy podcast I do weekly. Um, normally also after the week, I'll have, you know, like two key players I have, I'll go over things like that. Um, so basically a lot of things from last week, but relatively, this is what it's going to look like. I hope you guys did enjoy the podcast. Now, normally my podcasts for the week are usually longer, but since I'm doing it by myself, you know, I don't really have that much, you know, I can talk, but it's just like when I have two people, we have a discussion and when by myself, I'm just talking. So They'll probably be around this time length of, you know, a podcast, but I hope you guys did enjoy. If you guys did, please like, share, whatever you want to do, follow. I'm going to try to bring these out weekly. If you have any suggestions for podcasts as well, please feel free to hit either Ben or I up. I'm going to try to have Ben in these podcasts as well. He's just very busy, so we'll see if we can end up getting it. Like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys do well in your fantasy weeks. And I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.